an excerpt from the definitive Book of Elements, written by Pentarchy Lord Magus and Grand Evoker Beryllius Dramon, last updated approximately 60 years ago. Much has been theorized about the two Rixian inhabitants most associated with the elements, the dragons and the giants. While both have clear ties to their elemental natures, the differences between their expressions of them, I think, are particularly instructive to their natures. Old tales say that when the gods of life and nature set out to create the elements, each created their own versions of sentient beings to embody them. Dragons, they were pure embodiments of their elements. Their fires burned the brightest, their ice was the coldest, their bile the most poisonous. And though historical accounts say dragons could change their elemental natures by changing their personal natures, giants are not so flexible. Their natural fascinations with their elements lead to certain warped ways of observing the world. It is said some stone giants become so focused on their small patches of dirt that they can become isolated and lose their full grip on reality, walking through life spouting nonsense and unsure of what is real and what isn't. Certainly, giants have been able to be fairly harmonious civilizations when not trying to oppress us smaller mortals, but their connection to the elements of the world always comes first. That is why we, your five crowned kings, have ensured few giants remain within our borders. Loyalty must come to the empire and its peoples first, and to the elements a distant second. Agmar Librarian Note While the arcane work presented in this book remains at the forefront of magical understanding, much of the historical interpretations are considered, at best, outdated, or even deliberately misleading. Welcome. I'm bringing it, damn it. Energy. Yeah. Fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast, Reckless Attack. Yeah. Yeah. Plants crave. I am that. Well, hey, I'm not saying you you should be playing our podcast all day for your house plants to make them to grow better like it was classical music. But we could use the downloads. So yeah. like yeah, if that's I mean, what you want to do. Like, you know. I, I think that would be pretty neat and worth at least some sort of scientific study, in it, my opinion. It might not help, but it won't hurt. I uh, we can't guarantee that it will <laughs> do something or nothing. I cannot legally say that. That's so. right. Uh, the, the only way to figure it out is to do a several year study involving thousands of plants and thousands of plays yep. of the Reckless Attack podcast. Yep. So just hit us up when that's done. And, you know, we'll, uh, I don't know, like it on Twitter or something if Twitter <laughs> exists at that point. I am, as always, GM Nathan, so excited 
to be here with my excellent players, as always, whom I will have introduce themselves right the heck now. Who is it going to be? Who's the weakest? <laughs> <laughs> Sophie. So, well, Sophie has dabbed. So that means <laughs> right. Sophie gets to go first. Sophie. Hi. Who, who are you? <laughs> I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter, the human astro cleric of the Arcana domain. And dabbing without hitting a mic is real hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed. Very thoughtfully, <laughs> very, you know, with a lot of intention, <laughs> and I thought a lot of control. Yeah. Across the table from me. Hi, everyone. I'm David, and I play Kaskarin Brightmane, a dwarven warlock. And I am very excited to not be on a 30-foot stone pillar of my own creation. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was fun getting to cast that spell. So thanks, Nathan, for yep. letting that happen. Worked very well. It was good. It was <laughs> it a was great time. Very excellent. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Asterlin, the dragonborn monk who is looking forward to not being swallowed by some kind of phantasmal, phantom, tentacled creature. So maybe, maybe the cave will be fine. And across the table from me, Hi everyone, I'm Jonathan, and I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals Mango and Junior. And I too am looking forward to hanging out with our new stone giant buddy, actually. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's really exciting. I'm just hoping all communication is not via boulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hi, I'm Checkers. Yeah. Spikes <laughs> into the ground I'm right just in imagining it's actually like just Kaskrin and the stone giant casting catapult at each other, but it just like... To us, it looks incredibly violent, but to them, it's like a game of catch. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. scribbling down little passing notes to each other in class, except it's hurling boulders at each other. Casquin just writes a, do you like me? Yes, yes no. no. <laughs> With the checkboxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last time on Reckless Attack. <laughs> you guys were attacked by a creepy uh, ghostly apparition thing with uh, tendrils, but managed to survive. So good job. Great job. And uh, you guys were then gestured kind of towards the mountain that you have been told houses some sort of burial ground or graveyard for giants, an ancient one that resides in a mountain. You guys were directed down into a cave, and after a few minutes, you were greeted. This creature coming to you with its kind of grayish skin that almost blends perfectly into the dark, unlit rock around you, kind of wearing very simple but almost ceremonial-looking clothes, comes up to you with a smile and greeted you. The watchful dreamer sees the six who walk the waking world and asks for your goodness. Val, on face value, this makes no sense to you. You understand the words that he is saying, but it takes you a second, and I'm not even going to make you roll for it, because you have the linguist feat, as I recall. Yes. And that makes you not just know 17 million languages, <laughs> but also very good at solving puzzles as I recall <laughs> and ciphers and I, such. Sophie am shit at it but right. Val man she's great. Right. Yeah, I Sophie am actively working on getting better at crosswords but like <laughs> but Val, Val crushes the, I took absolutely. that feat which is crossword master <laughs> yeah. uh, and is very good. It's a little yeah. OP, but well, it's five fine. damage to crosswords. Yes. <laughs> Between ling linguist and 
like Sage background. Yes. Like Sage is like, I could find the resource fucking anywhere. Right. And Linguist is like, language is nothing for you. Right. <laughs> language is easy. And as is kind of finding hidden meanings mm-hmm. in language. And this is something Val would kind of like tangentially know a little bit about is that there aren't really that many giants in this stretch of the world. But one thing that you would know about stone giants is they, like many giants, have a very kind of peculiar way of thinking and of kind of connecting to the world. And they kind of are in a almost like in like a dreamlike state at all times and kind of are always speaking in this very obtuse, almost poetic sort of nonsense way of speaking, but is always like very symbolic of their meaning. And so I am just going to say, because you have taken your linguist feet and our, our Val generally, that you just can understand what he is saying. You are able to actually understand kind of his intention and be able to at least approximate your own intentions back at him and have, we'll call it a normal conversation, relatively speaking. Great. So what he said, again, the watchful dreamer sees the six who walk the waking world and ask for your goodness is really just as simple as I saw you all outside and I'm hoping that you can help me. Val will sit down and say, we six offer goodness and seek a helping hand. He kind of like looks at you all for a moment and then just sits down crisscross applesauce style. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a ludicrous thing to witness 12 feet tall legs be tucked under and be crossed as this creature sits down with this kind of big plume of musty dust coming up and kind of leans over and still towers over many of you. You all hear this rumbling that almost sounds like rocks rolling together downhill. This dreamer dreams like Darthon. The window was opened by the lunar hand. We hope you hold eyes open and fists tight. Winds don't blow here. Again, the turn back to Val and just kind of wait for the translation. Like, we we doubly don't understand what's happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you guys, yeah, you guys are just hearing this like... Because this is all in giant and none of, yeah. none of the rest of us speak so giant. It sounds like a didgeridoo. Mm-hmm. Is Val speaking in like that same low yeah. guttural, guttural tone <laughs> that mm-hmm. is giant? It's definitely not as low. Uh-huh. Like, right. <laughs> she kind of has to like use her shield and like cup her hands oh, to make amazing. it echo a little yeah, bit. Okay. okay. <laughs> to cool. like get the right, because it's like more about like a resonance yes. in yeah. some aspects. So like. Her accent is actual garbage yeah. because she just can't physically make a low right. enough tone. <laughs> I think Checkers is actually just staring at Val in this kind of stupor is one way to put it. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> what? Because you're speaking in a language that he doesn't understand, but is also so different from anything that he's experienced that this is just like, 
Wait, this just breaks my brain a little bit. <laughs> Val, without turning to the group, will translate. This giant's name is Darthon. He was told by Lorana Moonglove that we may be here. He needs our help, but we are safe to rest for now. Does this look like the same stone giant that Kaskrin saw through the telescope? Yeah, great question. And I think because you were using your telescope and really watched it for some time, it is absolutely the same. You can just see it's like it has very striking clothing. It's like if it's not the same guy, and I'm pretty sure it is, it is someone dressed exactly like him. It's so his brother. Yeah. Probably <laughs> is. I'll respond to Darthon in the same riddle type language, but say yep. like, my name is Valeska. We are happy to help, but are concerned we may miss our opportunity to meet with Lorana. But otherwise we are, our minds are open and our fists are clenched in service to you. Your walk is great. But we have to dance for them. For the ones who laugh and dream eternal. Our circle will spiral together no matter the work. Darthan's aware we have a deadline to meet Lorana, but he will guide us after um, we help him and we'll make up time. Much like the Dryad. Well, I have a question. Yes, Checkers. Darthan, right? And he, like, looks over at you as you kind of speak up and just kind of has this just, like, very strange, smiley expression where he's paying both very close attention and only slight attention to you all mm-hmm. at the same time. Darthan, do you know what this place is? And uh, when Checkers asks that, does it look like Darthon understands common and just maybe can't speak it or doesn't understand it at all and then looks to Val to translate? He, like, listens to what you say and he kind of, like, squints as if he's trying to work it out, but then kind of gives up and uh-huh. then turns back to Val and then asks, like, basically asks, like, did he ask this thing? You know, and, and Val just, has to be like, there was nothing about pie, but like <laughs> close. And he, he nods, he nods. And he talks in giant, but looks at checkers while he answers. Huh. The golden befores sleep here. I am their sentry over all that were and all they will be. And how long have you been here? An old rhyme of serpents and time, and I have played it for all my years. Darthon says the giant ancestors reside here, and that this place is as ancient as the age of the giants after the dragons left. He has been here his whole life. Two futures now one. 
Long were the visions of our future and past. A lover gives until they are taken away into the sea of bone. Darthon used to have a partner who kept this holy place safe with him. Basically, he needs our help to make this place safe from something called a bone eater. It sounds like he lost his partner and wants to do that in his partner's memory. What is a bone eater? The nightmarish fever rattles and rolls in and out. It takes like a start with gluttony for the holy piles of earth and dust unending. But dreamers beware most of all. A bone eater is a long snake-like pile of bones. It finds the largest pile of bones it can feed on, but it relies on ambushes, preferably on live prey, if possible. And he kind of like, as soon as he hears that you've like kind of stopped describing, he like leans in closer to you all and you cast this huge, just like dark shadow, even though it's already poorly lit in here, if at all. The defileless fills our bone walls, passes through our stone house. I wonder if they sail together with music in the air. Darthon has killed the Bone Eater many times and even killed the Blood Drinker, which is what we fought outside. But both always come back, either the next day or soon after. He thinks they're connected somehow. So he doesn't just want us to kill the Bone Eater. He needs us to kill both of them or figure out what it is that is causing them to come back. I think a little bit of both. If you ask, he would explain that the few times he's fought, what you guys fought, that kind of, like, blood-draining creature, that it's basically the same thing happened, it just kind of dissipated. But he wonders if these two creatures are two sides of the same coin. Maybe they are connected, maybe they are the same creature, but they both moved into his territory at the same time, and he's been able to fight them individually, but has never been able to kill both, and now his theory is that these two creatures are connected, and you've already beaten one, and so he hopes if you beat the other that mm -hmm. it could provide some closure. Do you know where these creatures reside? Or where we may set a trap for the bone eater. And he kind of like furrows his brow at that in like clear frustration. This rock and skull wandering is that of my own. Few homes are made here, but the eye turns to events in monstrous occurrence. Paths can be walked when they open. Darthon knows this mountain and the catacombs well, 
but he has not discovered its lair and he's never been able to kill both in one day potentially maybe we can figure out where its lair is once we do kill the bone ear I think while we're here I understand obviously we need to move why don't we take a a quick break gather ourselves and figure out how are we going to lure this creature and he nods and he just stands up and again like all this dust just like falls from him and again it's very strange where how a just how large he is but also of how it's dark in here but even on top of that you have a hard time kind of making out his exact form because he so perfectly blends with all the rock around him. And he just gestures for you to follow him deeper into the cave. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello everyone, GM Nathan here, and welcome once more to the mid-roll. This is where I remind you to follow us on all the social medias, particularly on Twitter at Reckless underscore Attack, where we are posting a variety of frogs and memes, and frog memes, and meme frogs. You can find all our socials by visiting our website at RecklessAttack.com, and much more. If you like us, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's one of the best ways to help us grow and improve the show. Early ad-free episodes, level-up talkbacks, and oodles of other stuff await you there at a variety of tiers. Lastly, don't forget to tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, or let us know by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. That's all for me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. As we're walking, am I able to tell, are all of these caverns and tunnels, like, giant made? Ooh, yes. Give me a stone roll. (laughs) Nice. I have... You're a dwarf, you have stone cunning or whatever. Yeah, so I I do actually have proficiency in mason's tools as well as stone cunning. Okay, add uh, the stone cunning, is that a plus two? I'm uh, proficient in history and double my proficiency bonus to the check. Perfect. That was what I was going to give you anyway, so have at it. Sweet. Ooh, that is a 22. As you're walking, you're kind of admiring all of this, and it looks like a totally natural cave. Almost too natural. (laughs) (laughs) Where you're kind of walking. Supernatural, one might say. Could, Could be. That's true. But you realize that this has been... This has been carved, but has been so expertly carved that it looks natural. Just kind of slight little tiny hints here and there show you like someone carved that stalactite up there and someone formed this natural looking cave. And it's, it's almost too perfect. But some incredible stonesmiths put this together. And the um the caves he's kind of taking us through, the tunnels he's taking us through are all, are there any that are smaller that he has to either crawl through or or something? No, these are all giant-sized caverns. Okay. And, and he does not reach the ceiling of them. 
these are 40, 50 feet tall once you kind of keep going deeper. And you don't know if that is just natural occurrence or if there were giants who passed through here who needed that headspace, we'll say. I also imagine he, Kaskran has to identify all of that under the layers of like stalactites and stalagmites that have formed since yes. these caves because this was this is since the age of giants that yes. this has existed. also a good point is that there are actual rocks here but like yeah underlying it is like this cave wall is someone carved this there is a moment as we're walking where Kaskrin realizes this and he just like stops walking he is immediately just like stunned and in awe and it's like everything clicks into place and all of a sudden like the whole cavern yeah. is like this perfect geometrical like thing of beauty it's like all of a sudden you go into the Sistine Chapel yeah. and like all of the art is like overwhelming where for someone to have expertly carved a rock tunnel like this and make it look natural is like the vision and the artistry is mind blowing Yeah. and Checker sees this and he's gonna just like poke you with a stick and just go, hey, hey, Cass, what's wrong? What's up? Checkers, this cave is man-made or giant-made. Someone carved all of this. Well, yeah, they had to dig it out somehow, right? And Cassquin, like, looks at a rock. Like, he, he just grabs a rock from the <laughs> yeah. ground and is like, no, someone made this. And he, he stares at this rock. I really am looking forward to the prequel where we learn how Cass knows so much. I know. I was just like, I don't want to ask that right now because it's not important, but I am also obsessed with this question. (laughs) Checkers, look at this rock. I'm looking at it, Cass. It looks like a rock. The platonic (laughs) ideal of a rock. You don't understand. They don't make rocks like this anymore. Checkers, it's not just a rock. It's a boulder. Cass, we Come on, we on. Cass, we gotta hurry up. And we just <laughs> and we just hop on this giant boulder and ride it through the cave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you make it to Lorana's yeah. thing because it goes fast. Because you know oh, you gotta the, deliver these pizzas. Yeah, the settlers used to ride these babies. <laughs> yeah. blah blah blah. <laughs> Only millennials get yes, this episode. Exactly. Out of I have no. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that joke was for us and some section of our listeners. I think probably. Well. You guys all kind of see Kaskrin looking down at this platonic ideal, and you almost run into the rest of your party, Cass, as they are now stopped, as Darthon is standing in front of what is obvious to all to be another work of art with a huge, massive, arched doorway. Every inch of it is a sculpture. This is a doorway that reaches 70 plus feet up a face of this cliff and is perfectly intricately carved. He kind of looks back at you and just gives you that weird dreamy smile and holds his hand up to the door and you hear rumblings and clickings and shifting happening behind the door. And then it swings open. These 10 feet thick walls push open. And beyond, you see catacombs. 
where you just see on either side of you piles and piles of bones. And they are not mortal humanoid-sized bones. They are giant bones. You see skulls that are the size of a small room. You see femurs that are like boats. You see all kinds of things, all stacked with utmost care. And it stretches back into what appears to be a large dome structure that you can just barely make out details of. Immediately, the scale of this cavern is quadrupled and quadrupled again on top of that. Can I tell, is the door opening magical or mechanical? Ooh, would you like... Roll me another stone cunning check. (laughs) Nice. Ooh, 21. Uh, It is both. Okay. Ages ago there was a kind of perfect peak balance where mortals combined engineering and magic to make wonders of the world. And this seems like it is of that level of intricacy Mm -hmm. and creation where there was some magic in there, but it's also, again, this like Swiss watch perfectly made that just you add a little spark and everything kind of opens. Cool. Val, you don't think Dardan wants us to fight in here, right? I'm not sure. It could be due to the concentration of remains here, exactly where the bone eater is trying to get to. Selva kind of look back and forth, turn to face Darthan, and ask, is this path the only way into that domed area? And after it is translated back and forth, he looks, you know, from Val back to you who asked the question and just kind of like, again, dreamily smiles, but doesn't answer right away and walks an extra, extra little bit, again, taking these huge strides that leave these deep imprints into the dusty floor below. And you enter into what appears to almost be like a grand cathedral where there is here little bits of kind of gold and metal going up into this dome along with carvings and pieces of art and just unbelievable detail. But going out in several directions are additional pathways jutting out like you were in the middle of a the spoke of a wheel. And he just kind of like looks back at you and kind of holds his hands wide. That answers the question. Not it, the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if Checkers is going to steal a bone or not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think <laughs> Checkers could lift I know. <laughs> they're, again, they're like all Not even they're like, like a pinky bones. finger Right, bone. like a, a tiny small toe bone right. basically is like it's maybe. It's probably the size of Checkers. Yeah, you can make it into a shield perhaps. He gestures you on and kind of like shows you all the, at least a few of kind of the areas. The one opposite from where you came in also is kind of catacomb style, just stacks and stacks of bones. But in some of the other kind of directions and in this cathedral itself, there are a lot that are just 
carved out niches, I guess, where there is just a single giant skeleton kind of embedded into the wall. Some of them are just plain skeletons. Some of them are still wearing what appear to be armor or have kind of funerary shrouds over them still, clearly dating across different cultures, different ages. But also you guys see that there are several that are empty and several that have been disturbed. Is there any evidence that one of those missing skeletons walked out of here or perhaps shambled out of here? <laughs> Would you be interested in making some sort of a a survival check? Saints preserve us. Guidance. Checkers. <laughs> I absolutely will allow it. Checkers, what do you tell Tival to get her to give you guidance on whatever you're about to do in this holy place? Hmm. Seeing that some of the skeletons have been missing from this ancient catacomb, Checkers is just going to whisper over to Val, Hey, Val, uh, I need some help. You see those missing skeletons? Yeah. Uh, Guidance. <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> Val's mm-hmm. probably far too distracted, just staring at everything. You're like, yeah, sure, Checkers, here you go. Yeah, hey, you find hey, the knowledge you seek. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Val, you see those missing skeletons? See, he's not going to miss another yeah. one. I can grab any one of these things. That's, what I was, that's exactly what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like Val's confident in enough that she can't give him enough help yeah. for him to be able to lift any part of If you can give skeleton. me uh, enhanced ability, strength, that would be great. Yes, <laughs> totally. If you Actually, cast I, enlarge on our bag of holding, that would also be very helpful. Thank you. Now, now I'm just picturing like checkers taking out a bunch of crayons and going up to like an enormous femur and drawing on it and coloring it in so it perfectly matches the background so he can pick it up <laughs> yeah. and try to carry it out and it would it would that look like he's not planned. Don't mind me. Twenty one for survival. So, the only reason I'm pausing is because. Like, survival, I realize, in retrospect, is kind of a fine choice to make, but I'm definitely not going to punish you for doing it. And uh-huh. seems also reasonable. Where, like, this is just checkers put like putting things together in yeah. his checkers way. Uh-huh. There's no crime scene investigation stat, so we go right. with survival. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is. It's investigation. It's investigation. <laughs> right. No, it's but. crime scene investigation. <laughs> Thank you. It's different. You're looking for footprints. Yes. Parkings in the dust. <laughs> Actually... You raise a good point, Sophie, in that there would be markings in the dust because there is no wind here. This is totally underground and fairly sealed. Checkers, you, you go up a little bit and you see a couple of humanoid footprints Hmm. in this area. Perfectly preserved because of the conditions. And your eyes kind of go up a little bit to where these feet are kind of standing and kind of facing and you see a very very large section Hmm. empty that you know if you kind of squint and uh, if you really just kind of could take measurements could maybe indeed be an individual that could have shambled out of here and you would see also evidence of said shambling going out a very different direction from where you guys were brought in. I think Jekyll is going to hold on to that information <laughs> and just until we have a little bit more time, but uh, is mm-hmm. very curious about how these 
skeletons start shambling out of here. <laughs> so as you all are taking in all of this information and all of these oversized, over-detailed sites that are kind of grandiose in their own strange ways, you all are able to settle in. There's actually kind of a little living space that Darthon has kind of uh, has access to, just kind of a little room actually off to the side. He invites you to come to take a short rest, <laughs> uh, but to relax. And as you guys all kind of filter in, lay down your packs, that sort of thing. Eventually he turns to you all and through Val says, let us plan. And that's where we'll pick up next week, everyone. Hey. Yay! Hey. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm excited to at some point see this enormous stack of note cards of everything that we've done from like starting from session one. Uh, they are not. I was gonna say. Yeah, they, they are, are garbage. I said I'm excited to see. <laughs> You're welcome to keep them and frame them. It's like a, it's like a my cousin Vinny thing where it's just one twenty wrapped around a bunch of ones, which yeah. is just like. Two filled out note cards and <laughs> two blank ones. Really, what it's wow, going to be? Like we that. scuff up the side a little bit. Yeah. Just to make is the good. four of us before our like last like three sessions? We meet an hour and a half early and just start <laughs> filling out fake initiative <laughs> cards for every combat we can remember. But uh, I don't know. Steve's going to remember the exact yeah. details. It's not important. And, and then we find out he's checking them against all of his notes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, I, I wrote these down. Yeah, right. I, I have exact counts. I have to verify authenticity. Authenticity of this. <laughs> I'm the one Excuse who's me, behind the, the shepherd went account. on 22 and not 23. <laughs> <laughs> in episode 78, this mm -hmm. monster can't have 97 initiative. <laughs>